Hey guys, welcome to the CBK show today. And today's series that I will be starting is called Understanding Comfort and how important it is to understand comfort and to find comfort when life throws you stones. And then how do you deal with that comfort? How do you how do you go through your day-to-day life? And so the topic is understanding comfort, caring enough to confront. That's the first thing that we're going to talk about tonight, Um, caring enough to confront. So here are the five options for responding to conflict. And the reason why I say caring enough to confront is because some of us are not confrontational, but some of us are confrontational. And some of us are passive aggressive. Some of us think that we're being really passive and, you know, we're being peacemakers and actually we're very passive aggressive. You know, I think a lot of people don't understand that they think they're confronting the issue, but they never want to solve the problem. When you care enough, you are willing to confront your family members, your friends, co-workers, just people when you care enough to confront and also I believe don't cast your pearls before swine if this person is a toxic relationship between you guys or you guys are not friends any longer do not respond to that person calm yourself down and say you know what I'm going to take a breather and we're going to come back and visit this conversation because right now I'm not hearing you and you're not hearing me or I might mishear you or you might mishear me because we're so so angry So here are the five options for responding to conflict. One, I'll get you. Two, I'll get out. Three, I'll give in. Four, I'll meet halfway. Or five, I care enough to confront. Each of these five positions, when dominant, has the power to shape the course of your life. It's very important for you to be a peacemaker in today's time and date. And the inspiration that I got this from was from a devotional that I did on the U version. Um, I can't think of the name. I need to go look back and so I can give you guys it so you guys can read it. And it's really awesome because confrontation is a part of life, whether you think so or whether you don't think so. You're going to have to confront those uncomfortable conversations. And the importance of caring enough to confront is I know if I care about my sister and I have two sisters and um, two brothers, if I care enough about my sister and me and her have an argument tit for tat and I care enough to confront it so we can get over this and so it doesn't keep coming or it keeps bugging me, then I'm going to confront her. But then there's also times where me and her has tiffs and taffs and I'm not really affected by it and I'm just like you know she's having an off day I was having an off day and I know I came wrong and so I'll make sure to go back you know and say I'm sorry I didn't see myself and I apologize don't ever be afraid to apologize and confrontation does not have to be someone being mean or being intimidated usually people who are non-confrontational the first excuse they give is you're intimidating me you're being aggressive and it's like actually I'm not I'm just trying to confront 
what is going on between us. And the reason why the series is understanding comfort is because this is something personal to my heart that I've learned and that I'm still learning and that these are the steps that helped me in understanding comfort and caring enough to comfort and caring enough to confront issues because at the end of the day for you to get past your bad relationships your bad and and that when I say relationships I mean with your family members your siblings maybe your parents maybe your old friend who used to call your best friend your cousins your co-workers you're going to have to confront perfect example I was working at um an exclusive bridal shop as um alterations customer service person and there was another lady she was older she was about maybe in her 80s and my job was picking up phones answering phones scheduling appointments canceling appointments steaming dresses spot cleaning dresses and and um also doing pickups for anyone who did a purchase online and got it sent to our store that was my job and this older lady um she was doing the same job as me and whenever I have filled out an application for it for a job or for an opportunity I have always asked what is required of me so I know what I'm doing and so I know this is the outline of what I have to do and what I need to do and that it and that is straightforward and that it's black and white. And also, I want to know who's a supervisor, who's a manager, who's that, who's ahead of me. Oh, she's just my co-worker. Okay, awesome. Well, this little old lady, she was my co-worker and um, she spoke Spanish. A lot of the um, seamstresses were um, Spanish or Russian or um, Middle Eastern And a lot of them, most of them can speak English and some of them could not, but they had a special place in my heart. They remind me of like great aunts, just women at the sewing machines, awesome, just really sweet attitudes, except for the one who had the same job as me, um, the other CSR person. And the reason why I said caring enough to confront me and her would talk and have conversations mind you I am um, a Christian I believe that Jesus rose on the third day and that that is God's son and he died for us on the cross I believe that with my heart of hearts and this woman said the same thing that's when we first started conversating and we spoke about it and then this woman started doing underhanded sneaky things so we had different requirements that we had to do like that we had to we had a goal each day like we had a goal each day that we came in um the goal will be hey you gotta steam 30 dresses today and my shift would always be usually um 9 or 10 30 to 5 o'clock or 7 o'clock like that that that's that would be my schedule so I'm like okay got 30 dresses and and it was so back order and it was so sad that it was not enough seamstresses in the back 
to to give those type of orders there needed to be more csr alteration people steaming those dresses getting them ready helping the brides and the bridesmaids and girls who's coming for prom or quinceaneras um that they would need someone just to be back there to help them put the dresses on take the dresses off with their undergarments and all that jazz if anyone has been to a bridal shop for anything or a store that sells special occasion dresses you understand what i mean when you go to the alteration and the lady with the little measuring tape around her neck and her little glasses and a little tomato on her wrist all of that so the reason why is that i would have to do 30 dresses so she started getting the other seamstresses in the room to tell me what i had to do my manager always spoke to me and always wrote um wrote notes to me saying this is what you have to do and she put my name by it this is what you have to do this is what's required of you today you need to make this many phone calls you need to send out this many text messages you need to send out this many um emails you need to do this and that and it would be a checklist like that you need to finish and I would always make it my business to do the dresses that were that day and then the next day and then the other day and it was kind of like odd even shoot like there was days where they can come in get their dresses altered and then there was days where they can come in and pick up their dresses so they tried to keep those on opposite days during the week so we wouldn't get over I don't want to say overpopulated because that's the wrong word but so we wouldn't get bombarded with so much work I'll say and so she started telling um the other seamstresses to tell me what to do hey you need to do this dress hey you need to do that dress um then she started telling my manager that I'm not doing the dresses properly I'm not putting them in the bag properly I'm not spot cleaning correctly and mind you me and this woman worked together maybe for the first month of me working at this bridal shop me and this woman worked together for about three days out of the week because by the time I came she was a part-timer and I was a part-timer so we just you know we're we're just barely seeing each other but three days out of the week we would at least have two hours or four hours together in those three days that me and her would be scheduled on the same day and so she does she did little things like this and I told her one day she said no you need to stop doing that as I was steaming this dress and and mind you this dress felt like it was 30 pounds and they do tell you that you have to be able to pick up 30 pounds or 40 pounds at least and this dress felt like it was 30 pounds and I had to put it on a hook and and chain that joker and make it go up so I can steam it and it was also a till dress with ruffles ruffles and till is so hard to steam so hard especially when they just let it be wrinkly but anyway that's that's for another day but I would steam dresses I would do all that and then and then after me doing all of this she came to me one day while I was doing this dress which was really heavy and tells me I need to stop what I'm doing I need to I need to um do the other dresses and I said no I'm doing this dress and you are not my boss she didn't tell me to do that she told me to do this and so I'm gonna follow what our boss 
because you're my co-worker I'm your co-worker no one in this room is ahead of me except for our boss she's the only one back here in alterations and then the manager of the stores is over us and she got so upset she started speaking in Spanish I'm not fluent in Spanish but I have keywords that I know in Spanish so I can I can keep up if you talk very slow okay she started talking about me she started saying my name to the other women in Spanish and this was a reoccurring thing she would switch dresses she would leave dresses undone she would try to um she would use whiteout um to put over her name and then put my name so she would try to forge my signature on the sheet that we have to sign saying that we steamed or we spot cleaned this dress or whatever and i brought it up to my manager um and i took pictures of everything and i and i kept writing these things down and I kept telling my manager every time the biggest thing that I can tell people is when something is going wrong or something just don't seem right in a situation take note of it take pictures keep conversations write it down tell another person who's sitting next to you have a witness who's next to you you know why because it comes back it comes back enough but the reason why I said this ties into caring enough to confront is this was my job this was the only way that I was going to um pay my rent I was going to put gas money in and also just get essentials and other stuff that I need for my life just saying I'm grown I know that I need to work to make this so I care enough that I need this job because when the hours were good the pay was good you know it was it was good it was it was sustainable to just keep me like, okay, this is good. Yeah, this is nice. I can pay my bills. All right, awesome. I can pay my debt back. All right, awesome. So I cared enough to confront this coworker because, first of all, I need this job. I need to work. But also, I know God has greater and better things for me. And as much as the devil wants to use you as a stumbling block to affect someone or or to stand in someone's way he god is always always gonna move that allow god to fight your battles i'm I'm just saying this is something personal and this woman she got mad i told my manager i I told everything so there's records of me and my managers having meetings her saying okay i'm gonna talk to her okay she did this and it was um it was the last straw that broke the camel's back um by the way i'm 5'10 I'm a very beautiful, um, big woman. I would, I would count myself as that. Um, and this, um, this lady, um, she's probably like a grand, she's my grandmother's age. Like she's in her eighties and very tiny. She's about maybe like, um, four, nine, she's probably four, nine, not even maybe four, eight with her heels on. I'm not sure. And it was over Thanksgiving break and and I'm doing the, you know, this is right before we was about to go away for Thanksgiving and be closed, you know, and I'm just like doing everything. And I'm like, yes, thank God. Like, yes, I finally get a break because I'm not coming in Thanksgiving. And so I'm doing the dresses and I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting through them. Like bam, bam after another, just, oh, like it was, it was just so quick, which I thank God for. And so as I'm doing that, she comes to me and says, you need to stop what you're doing and you need to do 
those dresses over there. And I said, excuse me? That's not what the manager told me. And that's what I told her. I said, you're not my boss and you're not going to come and demand what you want from me when that's not even in your jurisdiction, sweetie. It's not in your jurisdiction at all. I, I, to, I told her that. Then she got mad. She went and told my boss and I could hear her talking loud and saying all this and that and this and that. And she comes back and she's like, no, no, you're doing it wrong. No, no, that's not how you steam a dress. No, no, no. And I'm saying, you know what? You need to calm down. We can talk. We're both adults. I respect you enough, ma'am. You are the age of my grandmother. And you also say you are a woman of God. We've had several conversations about God and and how he does amazing things and what church you go to. and, And that's just amazing and awesome and how awesome God is and what he's done in your life. And can't you see right now the devil is using you right now? Don't you see that? And so I'm thinking she's going to stop because I told her to stop and that I'm grown and my mother doesn't even talk to me like that. My mother does not say, and she doesn't talk down to me. My grandmothers never talk down to me. None of that ever. And I was like, ma'am, that's just really rude. And I was just like, you know what? Okay. The next thing I know, as I'm talking to her and I'm telling her she needs to back up, she needs to calm down and go do her job while I do my job. And if our manager is not complaining about me doing my job, then you need to calm down and go back to your corner over there and steam your dresses, okay? She grabs my hand. Guys, all I'm going to say is I do not get into physical altercations. I do not go to work or think oh my gosh I'm gonna fight somebody nope I don't go with that because I don't want to go to jail that's the first thing that comes by I ain't got time I'm not going to jail for that and that's just not a that's not a good look for me to go to jail for punching an old lady and she grabbed she grabbed my wrist and I grabbed her wrist and I took it off of my wrist and I said don't touch me don't you ever put your hands on me And see, I started to cry. You know, you got to confront the emotions that come when it comes to confrontation. And it wasn't crying out of, oh my God, this lady, she's so rude. She's so mean. Like, no, it wasn't that type of crying. It was tears of anger and, and just anger. Like, I know this woman did not just touch me. She did not just put her hands on me. She just put her hands on my wrist. Ma'am, first first of all, y'all, if anyone has a steamer or seen a steamer, anyone knows when there is steam going on, it is hot. I have the steamer in my hand and she decides to touch me. I had to put my steamer down and grab her hand and say, don't touch me. Don't you ever put your hands on me ever again. And I made sure to raise my voice a little bit and be stern so she could get the point because I cared enough to confront and tell my manager about all of the little petty things that she would do on purpose on purpose y'all doing things purposely to make me upset to make me angry to make me lash out to make me quit Nah, you ain't gonna get it that easy ma'am not today and so I moved her hand and I walked straight to my manager she was on break 
I walked straight to her and I said, she put her hands on me and it's disrespectful. At this time, tears are rolling because I'm angry because literally I had a, 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 I literally had to think if you punch this old woman, there is a possibility that you might make her heart stop because you are too, you are too old and you are weighed this woman is tiny i'm gonna look like the big green giant who punched the old lady in the chest and that is uncalled for and and that's really the moments that really count can you stop and be like hold up let me let me take a seat (laughs) let me take a seat let me take a step back and you have to take a step back and you have to think of the consequences that is going to come from the things that you do And that's for the small things that you think are small from the large things. Everything you do has a consequence, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Everything that we do, every choice we make, there is going to be an outcome, whether it's a good outcome or a bad outcome. So I thought, oh my gosh, she did not just, she did not just touch. Like I was shocked. I, I didn't. I never thought I was ever going to get physical with the coworker because I don't, I don't want to fight nobody. Like that's not my character to swing on people or to swing on old ladies. You know, she's a, she's a grandmother. I, I'm not going to swing on you because I wouldn't want nobody to swing on my grandmother. So that's like the first thing I'm thinking, like, I would not want that, you know? And I walked up to my manager and she was like, what? I said, yes. She put her hands on me. And I said, I want to talk to HR. I'm done. I want to talk to HR. I want to talk to the manager of this store, who's the head of you, who's your boss. And I cannot work with this woman. And previously, I told her, I don't think it's a good thing for me and her to be working on the same days, you know. And I don't think she honestly took me seriously when I told my manager that I don't think, like, you know, God gives us a spirit of discernment. Everyone has it, especially females. We we are definitely gifted when knowing something is just not right. Or something might pop off. I don't know. And so I told her previously, and, and, and there's emails, text messages, phone calls that have proof of me saying, I don't think it's a good idea for me and her to be working on the same day. We we just seem to not get along. We don't have to be friends. I come here to work. She's supposed to come here to work. I don't come to work to gain a friendship or anything like that. I'm really here to work and and to be able to pay my bills and get the things that I need done. Help my family out. I'm just here for really to be able to live from day to day. I'm not here for the drama. That's just drama. And I'm not I'm not here for it. And so my manager stopped she was on lunch break and she was like oh I said yeah I said you need to go talk to her and she was like do you want to go on break do you want to go on break I said yeah and I and she let me go on an hour-long break because I was only supposed to have a 30-minute break and I was really thankful like I was crying I was I was just like I can't believe this woman put her hands on me like she gripped my wrist mad heart out of nowhere and like and grabbed it towards her like I was shocked that it got that confrontational where she thought she could put her hands on me. 
Um, so fast forward, I tell the manager, I talk to HR, I tell the manager the store, and so they're like, okay, you need to write everything down. And the awesome thing, and the reason why I said it's important for you to tell people to keep documents and different things. I know that's a really like fancy word documents or of your situation or your problems is that you can look back at it. You know, when you write in your journal or your diary or your devotional book, you can look back at it from and see how far you've grown and see how far you have come as a person, as an individual. And I was so happy that I always, you know, took my mom and dad's advice, you know, something's going on, you take, you take down every information, everything, you take pictures, everything. And so I've always been that person, like, just in case you want to flip the script, we have phone calls, we have text messages, and we have emails. Let's stop playing. And so I was able to present this to my manager and the store manager as well. And and they was like, wow, you have a, a case. And I said, yeah, I said, that can't happen again. I said, that cannot happen. I said, it is not okay for someone to put their hands on another coworker because they're upset. I said, that's not okay. And that's not all right. I said, because if I put my hands on her, I know I will get in trouble. So there needs to be some type of repercussions. And so we come back after, after Thanksgiving break and my manager pulls me to the side and she's like you know she's like we talked to her and everything and we told her that she needed to apologize and that she's gonna be on probation and she was like no you need to fire her talking about they needed to fire me from the bridal shop and and all this and they was like we're not gonna do that there's proof of every situation that you guys have had and she has it written down and this is going to hr And so this woman was so, you know, and I was just asking, I was like, God, please give me favor because I'm not here for it. I'm not here for the drama or the, or whatever, whatever this woman wanted to get out of me that day. She certainly got a reaction, but she didn't get the reaction. I think that she honestly wanted, I think she honestly wanted me to like push her, shove her. I don't know. But, um, and she ended up quitting and because of her quitting and not giving them a two- week's notice she will never be able to work at that bridal shop and the franchises underneath that bridal shop which god bless her soul and i hope she's doing fine today i don't know but that just proves there's a reason why you know there's a reason why you need to care enough to confront i care enough about my job because it's providing for me and my family and that I care enough to confront this situation, even though it's uncomfortable. And that is okay. Because my parents have always said to me, you know, the, you know when you're growing is when you're uncomfortable. Because whenever someone is growing or, or you know, just growing. Whenever someone's growing, there is some pain, um, you know, some tension that comes with you growing. You know, I grew out of nowhere out of nowhere I used to be very short I used to be like my youngest sister she's 5'5 and I was shorter than her she stopped growing at 13 and then I sprouted out of nowhere and now I'm 5'10 and so people are always shocked when they see us stand next to each other like are you twins I'm like oh no I'm the older one she's the younger one and I know in that time of me growing there was some pains like 
dang ma like why does this hurt and it's just like the doctor's like you know the pediatrician's like it just comes with growth and so when you are uncomfortable and there's a little tension and a little stinging pain coming with that I'm not talking about a deadly pain y'all I'm talking about just that little thing like ah, it hurts like a prick you know you are growing and and that shows you that you're willing to confront a lot of people are not confrontational um I can say my family and my parents have really raised us to be able to confront our issues and 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 face them and they might be uncomfortable they might be situations that you don't want to talk about but you have to care enough in your life to confront those things whether it's a toxic friendship a toxic relationship with your siblings or your parents or your cousins or your aunts or your great aunts or your uncles and your great uncles or your co-workers or your boss or people just in the regular day street you you have to care enough to confront it's very important that you want to confront and you need to be able to to face this but also the prime thing is when you confront someone you have to be able to communicate in honesty and in love if you are not communicating to this person in love or speaking to them in love the conversation is going to go south it's going to go bad it's not going to be a good conversation it's going to be a conversation that might upset both parties but it's a conversation that you're going to need to have so you need to be prepared what am I going to say God guide guide my tongue I don't want to be upset I don't want to be pissed and I end up saying something hurtful and that's why it's so important to think before you speak and the word of God says there is a life and death in the tongue you know how important that is the things that you let out your mouth and that is I mean when people tell you you know that that nursery rhyme sticks and stones may break my bones but words never hurt me that is such a lie because if someone keeps telling you you're dumb you're dumb you're dumb you're dumb you start thinking i am dumb and so you start not really catching on to anything where you make yourself feel like i really am dumb i can't do it i i don't know how to do it i can't master it you're not a dummy and you have to be the first person to take the step to be able to communicate in love and use the right wording and to make sure that you're staying honest but when you put yourself on trial criticism is always going to be seen as rejection and praise is viewed as acceptance so what can you do to make sure that you check those things that you're not being rejected and that you're not praising yourself you have to really pay attention that you are not constantly being on trial that is not living because I know people that think oh my gosh you're judging me oh my gosh you're just always coming for me ah, da, da. And, and that's just you're always coming for me and so I know personally me I have just always had a way on how I say things on how I do things and that my tongue is able to affect people in a way that I don't think it's that bad but it affects them and it hurts them and and this is a perfect example for myself with um my my younger brother love him to death and and I just have a way with words I I'm just very blunt I'm gonna tell it like it is 
And, you know, when my dad pulled me to the side, he was like, you know, you say things and you don't say it in love. You don't tell him in love. And you you have this thing of where you nitpick at him. And I was like, I don't see it. I don't like that's the first thing that came out my mouth to my dad. I was like, Dad, I don't see that. I don't see that at all, Dad. Like, I don't I don't see myself nitpicking. And so I was like, you know what? Okay. All right. And I was like, God, do I really nitpick? Like, do I really do I really do that? Because if I do that and it is hurting my brother and it is offending him where this can hurt our relationship as siblings. I don't want to do that. I don't want to offend him. I don't want to say words and not think of of the outcome of of how he takes my words. And I want him to know that I love him in the, my communication. So teach me. Teach me and show me. Let me be able to see when I am wrong so I can correct it, so I can apologize for it. And I cared enough to confront that issue of me speaking a certain way of me using my tongue to give life instead of death to put life where life needs to be and then put things to death that need to be put to death and that and what needs to be put to death in that moment was my pride was my flesh in that situation with my co-worker at that bridal shop I had to put down my flesh I had to put down my I had to put down my my pride same thing with my brother I had to put that down into where you know now our relationship is definitely better and where I asked him like so when's the last time I've nitpicked or I've said something well you haven't done it in a while I said thank you because I've been working hard to make sure that I don't do that and when I do say something I make sure to say it in love and I think about it but also you know we all have those days where we forget about we forget about thinking about our, our words, but it needs to be a forefront. So I have alarms literally throughout the day that remind me of that I need to watch my words. I need to watch my attitude. I need to watch my actions, that my actions speak louder than words. And that I need to put an effort in every day, every day. The Bible says to pick up your cross daily. And how I... T- pick up my cross daily that means I need to pick up my walk with Christ daily I need to check my attitude daily I need to check my tongue daily I need to check how my actions are to people to people who I don't know to people who I do know to um to people at church to people at my job to people on the street to people at the store you know you never know who you're gonna cross paths with and so you need to make sure that you know what path you're crossing what territory you're going in what you just need to know your crowd as people say as comedians say you need to know your crowd you need to know who you're talking to you need to know you need to know and it's important that you communicate in love and to pause when you see it going south and it's like let's 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 take it back let's all calm down and I can say I've totally learned on how to calm down and let's take it back is because I'm, I'm the middle child. Um, and I was always the one to say, oh my gosh, guys, let's calm down. And I used to cry, be like, God, why? Like, why? just like, why do I have to care? Or, you know, or have a heart to 
when it, when I see someone in their relationship that they're bickering and they're you know there's just tension between them and it's like I don't want that tension there and and I thank God now that I have that personality that he he made me the middle child that I I can see both sides because I'm also the younger but I'm also the older one so I, I can see both sides you know when it comes to that and it's really important for us to understand that and and to catch on to that because when criticism comes you can feel like you're being rejected you know to be criticized is to to lose approval respect love and everything you're working towards that's not true either of course but to be criticized is often to be truly appreciated um, and to be respected and to be loved. You know why? Because someone cared enough, cared enough and respected you enough where they can share the positives and the negatives. And you know that word is constructive criticism. Someone who gives you criticism and they give you a solution how you can do better. That's when someone is really willing and caring enough to confront their issues with you and we have to be careful guys we have to pay attention that we know what this is and you know this is just the first part in the series of caring enough to confront I want you guys to think back this week how can I care enough to confront how can I do this in confronting and you know, just for homework that you guys can do, describe a time when you worked hard for another person's approval. Was he or she's reaction to you satisfying? In what ways did you place yourself in the position of being a victim in that circumstance? And see how it goes out. You know, write those things down. See how you can change. How you can change and how... It's important to care enough to confront because I think when someone confronts you in the good way of constructive criticism of giving you positives and negatives at the same time and saying how, you know, you can fix that. I think that's really when we see true love when it comes to friendships and relationships with your siblings and your parents and your cousins and your aunts, your uncles, even your coworkers, your managers, you know. I know there are people that want to see me succeed and be better in life. And I know there are those who don't want to see me succeed, don't want to see me do better in life. Why? Because misery loves company. So that's just the first part of our understanding comfort is, do you care enough to confront? And ask yourself that question. Ponder on that thought for this upcoming week. Love you guys. This is CBK and have a blessed day.